0: Thank you for downloading the podcast of the Local Paper Review with the Romford Recorder and Time 107.5. It's our Local Paper Review, joined today by Chris Carter and Emma Lake from the Romford Recorder, Ben Vaughan from Time 107.5 will be joining us as well. uh, For the the newspaper side of it, gang, how are you doing?
1: Good, very good. Thank you, Steve. What's happening in the
0: world of newspapers at the moment?
1: Uh, It's all buzzing, all buzzing as always. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Any new breakthrough, new advances, any interesting new folds? New folds, know? new yeah. folds. It's a thing. Why is it when you get a newspaper, the fold isn't right down the middle? When you look at the, oh. there's got to be a newspaper in here. All right, there's no newspaper no. in here but, Right, I'm sure you'll now. Now I've said it, you'll notice it every day. They don't fold exactly halfway, do they?
1: Well, it depends on the size of the paper. If it's a big paper, it's quite difficult for the machine to actually fold it properly, and there's all sorts of issues with regard. That's yeah. what they tell me anyway no, when I complain about it. You give,
0: you're giving me uh, paper excuses. It's about
1: trimming and things like that. I, 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 want,
0: pr- I want problem solutions, not, okay. not paper excuses. Yeah,
1: so do I. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, yeah. so do I.
0: Uh, and uh, Ben is with us as well. I tell you what, let's dive straight in then into uh, story number one. What are we are dealing with?
1: Okay, story number one, Steve, is on page four of the Rumpford Recorder. And actually, um, it's on the same page as your column. Oh, is so, that something
0: you've got, a little mini picture of my... Co- oh, yeah, that's, that's a right.
1: coincidence,
0: isn't it? That, yeah. so what's it about this week as well? The
1: column... Um, I don't know, really. I haven't read it.
0: Oh, geez, Thanks. <laughs> I can never remember on a Friday
1: uh, Oh, no, I did read it. It's about social media and how useful it is for a radio presenter. Oh, yeah. And about GCHC, GCHQ going on social media and how it's not such a great idea. Good headline, actually at GCHQ. Stop looking at cat pictures.
0: Yep. Good point. Well made. Was that one of yours, Emma?
2: That was one
0: of mine. You, sat in the, you looked happy, so I assumed it was one of no. yours. You sat there going, yeah, that's how you do it.
2: Uh, give me praise? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so the story that's above the column yeah, the story that people can read. we
1: actually wanted to talk about, Steve. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure you'd love to talk about your column Pretty for much. the next half an hour, but I think we should. The story, um, the first story I'd like to talk about is um, a trial that was held in the I&E department in the Queen's Hospital where they basically the walking patients uh, that came in that weren't emergencies. They triaged them really quickly mm. and sent them to other services, for example, the pharmacist or a GP. And they found that of of those that came in, a third were not in need of emergency care, which is mm. quite a lot. And this is something that has kind of come out of the junior doctors' dispute. Yeah hate to mention because it's such a bitter dispute but hopefully this week we heard that it's been uh, been solved but um, in the last dispute in the last strike when the doctors withdrew uh, their emergency cover uh, some of the hospitals felt that they that basically they had to bring in a, a system where unless you're in, you know need urgent care then please don't come to A&E mm-hmm. um, and they were turning people away who weren't emergencies and I think they've kind of thought well actually they, that seemed to work quite well. Why don't we carry it on? And they did a trial on Monday, and this was the result. Hmm.
0: It's, uh, you're right. I think part of it is uh, this reducing it down to A&E rather than the full phrase. If we constantly called it accident and emergency, more people would have an idea of yeah. the things that are appropriate there.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: um, And, it's, all right, Emma, do you worry that... This is all very well. This is half the argument here, isn't it? That if you turn a third of them away, they can be turned away. We don't know what the follow-up story is, how long these people take to get them seen by their GP, how successful the trip to the pharmacist was, all of this stuff. You're only getting half the story.
2: Uh, I think you're exactly right. And we had a story in last week's recorder um, from a health and well-being meeting where people from the CCG were saying, we need to... Uh, improve the knowledge of where people can go and how to go and get treatment, so that A&E isn't in this state of crisis. And I think they're still working towards finding that answer. It's not been achieved yet. And I think the problem is people have, you know, I've sprained my ankle. Even if you've broken a bone, you're not supposed to go to. Well, you should. There's other alternatives to A&E. Yeah. But people don't know where they are, how to contact them out-of-hours services are a minefield. I've tried to get an out-of-hours appointment and it is really difficult and you do get passed from post to post to try and mm. do it.
0: That's kind of what NHS Direct was meant to be, wasn't it? A little filtering system where you tell them these symptoms and then they tell you where to go with it.
1: Well, I think you, you've you mentioned the words NHS Direct and that was the original phone line, I think, which had... Um, I think they had trained professionals who would answer the phone. Yeah. But the new one, 111, I think... Easy for me to say, one 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 is, is um, all right.
0: Should we call a doctor. <laughs> yep, carry on.
1: The new the new scheme uh, apparently doesn't have uh, trained medical professionals, yes. I believe, and I think often what tends to happen is that they listen to the symptoms, they listen, and then they say, "I think you need to go to an E." <laughs> so so um, I think that's made a big a, a bit of an impact. I'm not sure if there's a review of, of that of that yeah. phone system, but. Um, that doesn't help things and obviously if they then said you need to go to your GP then obviously we've got the same situation but I need you know I need two weeks to book an appointment which tends to happen although I know there's been great strides made in in Havering with regard to GP hubs and things like that which which are looking to sort of to, to to improve that but
0: the, the other issue as well, uh, um, Ben, we can bring you on this as well, that, um, here's, a, here's a theory, here's a doomsday scenario. You manage to hive off a third of the people putting too much pressure on A&E. If they all go to the GP, we'll be having a, a chat, give it a few months, we'll be sitting around here, what we talked about today. Extra pressure on the GP system is crippling the GP side of things.
3: Exactly, and it's, it's hard enough as it is to get an appointment uh, with your GP, which is why people end up going to a and I think. I mean, Obviously, walk-in centres are helping, but y- you know, you have to go to a walk-in centre and wait three hours to see yeah. A nurse practitioner because they don't have a doctor there or the 111 service that Chris was talking about. Um, I remember a couple of months ago, I called them up because I wasn't feeling too good. Um, and basically, every time you call them, it almost results in them saying, you've got to see a doctor within 24 hours or you're going to die. <laughs> I mean, basically, it is. It, and then they talk you through and, 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 what, and they're, not trained, did, pro- they're not trained professionals. Did, so they have a die? survey. So they say, uh, on a scale of one to 10, are you hot? Very hot, burning up. <laughs> Seems like and this is a different phone line. <laughs> it might have been, actually. Yeah, so one, one, yeah. No. Uh, But anyway, yeah, so I, I think there is, def- as you said, there's only one side of the story here. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 of course people do go to N.E. with silly things like a cold or something like that. Uh, but, but I weren't can they understand being turned why away people anyway? get frustrated.
0: Yeah, because all this is the story of a third of the people being turned away. Surely someone turning up with the sniffles is being turned away anyway.
1: But they were waiting three hours. And until they saw wow. a nurse or or a doctor, whereas now what I think is happening now, at an earlier stage, a consultant or a senior doctor is seeing people at a very early stage and saying, "You know, you definitely need." So hopefully, because it's a qualified, you know, med- medical professional, I'm not saying nurses aren't, but a consultant, um, h- you know, his advice mm-hmm. will be good, and so. The advice to go and see a pharmacist would be good advice, hopefully. But you know, you do, you do. I do kind of wonder why anybody would be going to A and E who actually needs to go to a pharmacist. It does seem crazy, and it always seems crazy to me that anyone would choose to go to A and E to sit there for four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight hours, yeah. and then and then lay on a trolley for another, you know, or whatever, and just, I, I, you know, the. the ha- there's, I don't know.
0: It's Some people need a hobby, is what you're saying. Get yourself a hobby. <laughs> that I does think,
1: happen, apparently, as well. There are people that come in.
0: It's a syndrome, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. where you get attention via pretending to be yeah. ill. Uh, yeah, indeed, it is uh, Munchausen's, isn't it? Whereas if you have it via your kid, that's the proxy part. Um, the I was what I was going to say, here's the problem. With, here's, I think here's why there's too much pressure on GPs. You know, if you start a diet or start exercise regimes or do anything like that, and if they advise you to do that on TV or in a magazine, they always say, consult your GP before starting this. Who, If we all did that, if we all, well, I'm going to start eating you know, a different amount of carbs. I'm going to book in to see the doctor. We would cripple the, the system even but, worse.
1: But we wouldn't, would we?
0: <laughs> what, because we wouldn't actually? No. Take, yeah, I think we're being given advice to go, oh, you should go and see your doctor about that. And if we all did that, it would be even worse.
1: I mean, I do think sometimes um, GPs time is is wasted, really, because apparently, well, I actually had one of the over-40 health checks, because I'm slightly (laughs) over-40, Steve, and...
0: Well, I mean, without going into too much detail, because I don't have long until I am over-40, although not this year, don't start that, it's definitely next year, um... Well, the year after I'll be over 40, now I'm getting really precise. <laughs> I'm not over it. What do you have to.
1: All you <laughs> have to do is you, they, you have a blood test. Oh, I can handle that, yeah. And then they just, they just. Oh, I thought, to be honest, they said, oh, you're going to have an over 40s health test. I thought it'd be, you know, I'd be sort of running on a, on, you know, and they'd be pushing me to the limit and they'd be weighing me and all this kind of thing. All you do is have a blood test and they examine your your, your blood and say, oh, you haven't got diabetes, you haven't got this, you're. Your cholesterol's a little bit high, which mine was, so you need to change your diet and that sort of thing, and and away you go. Right,
0: and so at some... least you consulted a physician before changing your diet.
1: Absolutely, yeah, but, but actually I was advised to change my diet, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't have a lot of choice. But okay. but they're now saying that those tests, in general, that they've, they've been held, and I and I do understand that the doctors get paid for those tests as well, not, not saying that that makes any difference, but mm. those tests have actually made almost zero difference to people's health. Um. So while they were doing that, maybe they could have sort of, you know, factored in a few more appointments for other people. I don't know.
3: Yeah, good point. Fair enough. There's also when you talk about these kind of things, whether it be A and E or GP waiting times or and so on appointments. There's a disconnect in the NHS between those services, between the A and E, between the GP service, between the one 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 service. Going back to that dodgy phone number that I called uh, the other time when there's I went a big disconnect I, when, between that and a doctor. <laughs> it was one one one. I promise. I went to the uh, walk-in centre and waited three hours to see a doctor, and and they said, "Oh yeah, you've just got um, you just got you know." Uh, a viral infection uh, just go home rest drink some lemon tea that kind of thing yeah. um, and you'll be fine said, "Well, so why was I told that I needed to see a doctor within 24 hours and he goes oh they always say that on 111 <laughs> so I mean there's a clear disconnect between, between the services and the NHS and I think that's part of the problem too
0: Oh dear. Well, I guess, yeah, I, I think it will be a, a problem that's not solved that quickly, so I'm sure we'll end up talking about it again. Um, and
1: I'd love to hear from pe- people and their experiences with their doctors if they want to write to us at the recorder and tell us whether they can get a doctor on time. That would be brilliant. So, okay.
0: Yeah, they can try and get the contact details by buying a copy of the paper, can't Absolutely. I? Uh, story number two, what's that?
1: Have you heard about the hole in the wall gang, Steve?
0: Not yet, but we'll find out soon. It's our local paper review with Chris Carter, Emma Lake and Ben Vaughan looking through the papers. Story number two, what do we have?
2: Story number two, we've got uh, a rather unexpected crime spree. Um, We've got uh, the continuation of brick thefts in and around Redbridge. This is from page 13 of the Ilford Recorder. Um, A father of three has called for action to tackle brick thefts after thieves left a massive hole in his garden wall. And this is actually the second time... This person has been uh, targeted by what is being dubbed the hole in the wall gang. Has
0: anyone in your newspaper used the old two Ronnies joke?
1: Which one's that? From when they're both sacked. Four sat there. candles. <coughs>
0: no, the. Uh, play. <laughs> Good evening. Police. <laughs> police. What was it? So, is that um, Ronnie Barker? That is exactly. It's Ronnie Barker. Well done. I'm glad you recognise it. I, I didn't realise he was German. Um, <laughs> the uh, police have. Uh, there have been reports of uh, a hole in the wall. Police are looking into it. Do you recognise that
1: joke? Yep. It's a classic one. You 19. Probably nineteen forty-five. Max Wall, probably.
0: No, well, it was, I think Barry Cryer says that he wrote that one. Oh, so did he? That was exactly. I mean, it actually happened. You should have been. Yeah. Got to bring out the classics.
1: Yeah. Who goes around nicking bricks from a wall, though?
0: Is this? I mean, this seems low-level crime,
1: doesn't it? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I think we were talking about this earlier. weren't we we, think, we haven't seemed to have heard too much about lead thefts these days, and I think they've cracked down on that. So maybe they've branched out. The thieves in there—they're um, looking at bricks as. Um, the the latest um
2: how much is it money go for Hang it's up. not any old brick that is important to mention um, here we go this is the paragraph in the story pre war houses and walls constructed between 1890 and 1940 often contained valuable red or yellow stock bricks and they're the ones that are worth some money. Mm. Uh,
1: it, it's quite tempting, actually, because I need a wall on, in my garden, on the, in my front garden. And the, the quote I got at the weekend... Are not doing a call-out, are you? No, the quote I got the weekend was yeah. absolutely ridiculous for a, for a tiny wall in my garden. So, so I'm actually thinking that maybe this is the way bricks. forward.
0: Yeah, so... Late at night, dress all in black, big bag with the word swag on it. <laughs> I mean, easy to go out with a bag. Bringing it back when it's full of bricks.
1: Yeah, I might a have to go higher. a few times, you know, <laughs> four bricks at a time. How is I,
2: that how you can slyly do this? You sat there with a chisel? You just, yeah. You'd think someone would hear, wouldn't you? Chip, 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 chip.
0: Unless they've planned it like Ocean's Eleven, like some kind of heist.
2: Hmm. The they uh, lasers. Got- <laughs>
1: <laughs> but is it really... <laughs> <laughs> Is it really uh, worth it? I dunno, obviously it is, but, but it's it is a growing trend. We've done a, a few stories on this, I think, in both in Ilford and I'm sure we've done some in Romford, where this just seemed to be a growing trend and if you if you drive around you do see the occasional wall with just just like this hole where they've just chipped away like, I don't know, about twenty, thirty bricks and and made off of them. It's just it, it is yeah. quite bizarre, isn't it?
0: Because I've seen places where you just think, oh, a car came off the road there and knocked that wall down. It looks mm. like a mess. For all you know, that was like the new ram raiding. That's what they're doing. <laughs> they're driving into a walls in the back of the boot. Off you go. Actually, that's a that's a better idea. Yeah. A that idea. is actually.
1: It's a lot. It's a lot quicker, isn't it, than, than, ben, than just better than
0: it. developing lasers. Who <laughs> in right their mind would do that? Uh, but Ben, brick theft, which seems like it should be something to do with the EU but it's one of those phrases. I mean, did this story shock you?
3: It does surprise me a bit, but I mean, I I think it follows on, as Chris said, from the lead thefts that were quite common a few years back. Um, And uh, when I've just had some building work done, actually we had a builder in, and uh, my house, I'm not going to tell you where it is, is uh, late uh, 18th century, so uh, (laughs) prime for brick stealing. Imagine the Um, the bricks. And he said that the brick value, the value of the bricks in the house compared to the ones he was putting in, is very, very different. Yeah. And um, so. so...
0: You could actually realise some liquid cash from an asset there. You could sell off a wall, replace it with a cheaper wall, and actually turn some of your property value... I mean, that's the thing they say you can't do. It's illiquid. But not when you've got your bricks. Very true. Yeah.
1: I thought brick was a brick, and I'm, because I'm, I'm, even with my wall, the guy came and said he would put harder bricks in here because in case of the frost. And I'm like, isn't a brick a brick?
0: Yeah, it's only of one the
1: frost, one type of brick, isn't there? I don't yeah. know.
0: You growing plants on this wall? <laughs> I remember as a kid probably playing with some bricks. We, you know, we, it was the North. You had to make your own entertainment. What, um, real bricks? Yeah, we used to have some bricks at the back of the garden. And we used to, you know... Oh, okay. play. OK. In fact, I once threw a brick and hit my sister in the face, saying she's not really... Wow. It was side of the face and just didn't even scar. So but mm. she still goes on about it. Um, I was very young at the time. So the fact that I could throw a brick...
1: pretty yeah. impressive. impressive. Were you listening to Bob the Builder, or...? Uh,
0: not back in those days. No, that was, we didn't have the entertainment <laughs> like that. I also once... You know that thing with the screwdriver where you can throw it and it spins through the air and plants into the ground? Right. My dad showed me how to do that, and I. And you yeah, did it to
1: your sister? I did it to my sister, yeah. Okay. That one
0: did scar, and for that, I do feel. I mean, I was too young to remember it, but I've okay. been reliably informed that apparently this I.
1: explains quite a lot, listeners, I think, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> took it down like I was hunting a wildebeest. Um, although, if ever you need to hunt a wildebeest, get me a screwdriver. We eat that night.
2: Did the uh, did social services ever knock on your door? Not again? in the north, no. Why are your kids playing with screwdrivers? <laughs> Bit. And bricks. 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 I
1: thought you were talking about you know the plastic bricks that t- kids tend to have. You know, nice little bricks that they build things with. But no, no, these are real bricks.
0: It was a real brick.
2: But they wrapped up under the Christmas tree.
0: Yeah, it was a, so, it was a grim know. existence of there. <laughs> I do. Th- so it's interesting to know that there's different values to different bricks. I, I assume the most expensive brick. Would anyone like to guess what I think this is? No, you tell us, Steve. Thank you very much. The black uh, rubber-coated brick that you used to do when you were learning how to do life-saving swimming.
2: Uh, Uh Ah, yeah.
0: Any other brick, you'd probably just leave it down there. And yet those those black ones, they were very keen on sending kids (laughs) underwater to retrieve it.
2: In pyjamas. In (laughs) pyjamas.
0: Therefore, I'm assuming it must be quite valuable. I thought about this. Um, so, story, I mean, I, I don't know if this is going to be a story we ever come back to. Well, you're keeping an eye on this. And Ben, should, we should be yeah. sending people out to a wall somewhere, should we?
3: We should be, yes.
0: Yeah. 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 I'll send, I'll
3: send Rupert next week to <laughs> a wall near us. Please do. <laughs> I think um, Q Pink Floyd now.
0: Yeah, oh, that would have been, oh, it's not. Um, <laughs> wall watch. Story, story number three on the way, what's that going to be?
1: Uh, story number three is about a UFO spotter who turns his bedroom into a battle star. Story number three is page three of the Barking and Dagenham Post, our sister paper. And it is about a chap called Mike Rutherford, who is from Dagenham. And he has basically seen advanced advanced life forms three times in his life, including a cigar-shaped UFO hovering over Parslow's Park in Dagenham.
0: Really? He's seen intelligent life? (laughs) Him. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Not finishing the joke. Steady. We all know what I was heading towards. There's no reason to finish it. Um, oh, so he spotted
1: UFOs? Yes, spotted you. I mean, we have a lot of these, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, these stories in our newspapers, yeah, and they always go down pretty well, particularly if you put them online and get certainly get lots of hits from. Around the world
0: Enthusiasts yes. Might be a way of describing them Yes um,
1: So are we something of a hotspot? then You're right I
0: do you, you hear quite a lot of local people Who've seen your UFOs
1: Yeah well we're quite near an airport so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I didn't mean to um, You know oh, to, 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 you to, 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 to destroy the story straight away but, but you
0: solved it Oh that's good So tell us more about this chap
1: Yeah Mike is um, he, He's basically is really into his orbs He's really into his orbs. He claims to have seen two orbs uh, since then, one in 94 after lighting the 173 bus, and again last year while scanning the skies from his home in Blake Avenue, Barking. And his home now has been colonised, apparently, by busts of aliens and science fiction props. So he's made his home Hmm. into a battle star, according to uh, our reporter, Sebastian Murphy Bates.
0: So this guy's really gone for it. I mean this, that's the thing though it's it's if a skeptic was seeing UFOs I'm more likely to believe them. And this is this is more of a statement of my bias. But if someone who's filled their front room with busts of aliens says I've seen a UFO, I'm more likely to think,
1: yeah, of course you have. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm, I mean he has also he he's drawn a picture of the um of the cigar shaped UFO and that's that's there. On page three of the Barking Dunn.
0: Because oh, I, I when I saw this, yeah. I no, didn't realise that, that's that, that was it.
1: part. And he drew it specifically so when he tells the story, he, he can show that to them and say, this is what it was. This is what it looked like. Who knows, Steve? Okay, exactly. Who knows what's I mean, out there?
0: I can't prove him wrong, so I, I'm nope. not going to say anything. There you go. So he's, he's into all this stuff. I was reading the thing that he went to Wiltshire.
1: Uh, did he go to Wiltshire? No, I think. Yeah, he has been to Wiltshire, yeah. which apparently, um, and this is how Sebastian puts it, his fascination has led to more than twenty research trips to Crop Circle Central, also known as Wiltshire. Yeah,
0: apparently. Well, I lived in Wiltshire for a while. Did you? And I was once sent on the hunt for. I mean, bear in mind this is a county that has pictures of naked men drawn on on um, hills. Yeah. The Pit Down Man, or whatever his mm-hmm. name is, Pilt Down Man. The, uh, the Piltdown Man's up north. <laughs> um, so they like drawing stuff in their fields in Wiltshire. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure that the, the, these odd circle things are proof of alien existence. It's proof of Wiltshire. Do existed. they
1: still go on then? I thought they were a bit of a sort of 90s phenomenon.
0: Yeah, they were pretty much. The yeah. one I was sent on, um, there was an, it was national news that there was, someone had drawn some underpants <laughs> on the, uh, the Piltdown Man. And we, I'm assuming aliens.
1: I was going to say, was that an alien? The aliens go, oh,
0: I travelled all the way there. It was disgraceful. On the way back, well, we, well, we tried to have a nice trip to Earth, but they walked around with their bits out on the hills. Um, so I imagine that was a that was problem. Um, Emma. And off they went in their cigar shaped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're driving that thing and you think we're being rude. Um, Emma, what? Um, <laughs> uh, your thoughts? On... Aliens. I mean, the twofold. Turning your life into an alien-obsessed front room. And also, do you think there's a lot of aliens around here?
2: (laughs) Yes, uh, to all. Um, (laughs) I mean, mean, it's good to have a hobby. It's good to have an interest. I don't think that there's spaceships flying around barking. Uh, I, I mean, we've worked there for...
1: Some months. A few months, yeah. You've not
2: seen any? Not seen any. we're in a v- vantage point, eight, yeah. floors up, so. eight floors up. Eight floors <laughs> up, that's um, true. Send a couple of aeroplanes, <laughs> helicopter or two. No, no spaceships. No spaceships. Not, not working late enough. Maybe that's it. I mean, I can that's, arrange probably, that. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a <FO>, faux <laughs> isn't it? They don't think we'll come down at night under the cover of darkness. Um, yeah. I always find it very strange that aliens are always, you know, people think that they look like they do in very, you know, 1980s movies that they've not mm. progressed. So what do you think an alien would look like? <laughs> this is Dif- assuming that I don't th- know. Different. I'm, different. I know. As in alien? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've got to...
0: If they have evolved to the, to the level of being, you know, uh, sentient beings, then they've got to have something in common. You know, they're going to have a, a larger head because of brains... Your animals with small heads aren't clever enough to fly.
2: People with bigger heads are invariably cleverer. Um. But why would they? Thank
0: you. (laughs) I will take that as a compliment. That it was not meant as.
1: Why would they all be the same anyway? Surely, if they come from various different planets, they look differently. Like in. Star Wars and Star Trek. You go in that bar in Star Wars, they all look different. Cantina, yeah. That's the one, yeah. They they all look different. Everyone
0: looks different, yeah. They only have one song they play on loop. You're right. (laughs) They don't have diversity in all areas. No, that's true. Um, And Ben, you strike me as something of a cynic. What's your take on this?
3: (laughs) Cynic? (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, I personally don't believe there are, like Emma, um, UFOs flying around Barking and Dagenham.
0: Do you think they'd be more likely to fly elsewhere than Barking and Dagenham? (laughs)
3: Possibly, but although saying- Darren Rodwell would say no. So, <laughs> well, um.
0: If you say that, well, whenever they're spotted in America, they're always spotted in certain areas, is it? Right? They are very rarely spotted around uh, cosmopolitan New York areas, mm. and they're seen in parts of the South. Light so- pollution. Well, that's why. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Well made. I know you didn't mean it seriously, but it's there. Um, but so it, it seems that aliens like to, you know, visit places with affordable property. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Your yes, thoughts well, well Then,
1: I've... Is this some sort of What's that Kirsty? Whatever her name is And their property show Is it some sort of Alien property show And they're yeah. sort of Going around yeah. earth Looking for You know Sort of um, A home for a, An alien who's, yeah. who's, Who
3: wants to move out like of a, um, the opposite Of a place in the sun That's the one <laughs> the <Yeah>. place, <laughs> A
0: place nearer the sun Because ours Ours is Ooh. called the sun The ones Are different stars
3: Excellent yeah. Science yeah, Very
0: good Thank you mm. um, the, Phil Spencer Looks a little bit alien I'll give you that do you not think he's got something of an yeah. alien vibe to him? Yeah. He's not listening. We'll get away with it. Um, so, well, I, I don't think we're convincing uh, anyone in this room that there are aliens, but hey, who I knows? believe
3: that there are aliens in, in, in another place. And? Uh, another... I believe there is, there is life other than us in the universe somewhere. And I what... don't believe they're embarking in Dagnum.
0: Right. Well, what's informing your thought that there, might, that there is life elsewhere?
3: Well, I don't see what, how, why we, we would be the only ones. And by life, do you mean to like other
0: bacteria, or and like another species that's as clever as your Homo sapiens? No, no, I mean other bacteria. All right, yeah, that's everywhere, isn't it? Um, so, the Tisram Barker Nagadav. too much. No, don't. Um, thank you very much for the three stories. This will be available as a podcast, which I'm sure we'll get loads of people listening to um, on, the, on the romperecorder.co.uk, the uh, newspaper columns on page four. That's all of my plugging stuff done. Anything you'd like to plug?
1: Just to say that we have a brilliant. Um Souvenir supplement for what the West Ham moved to the Olympic Stadium this oh, week, yes. and it's been selling like hotcakes. Well, the papers have been going like hotcakes with West Ham fans snatching them up. So don't miss yours. And if you if you don't get yours this week, you can always order one from our office next week. Oh,
0: be br- brilliant stuff, uh, Emma! Anything to plug? What's life holding for you?
2: Uh, what is life holding for me? Uh, what are we? Thinking? It's been Health Awareness Week. There it is. It's Mental Health Awareness Week. Uh, so we have taken the opportunity to look back at the first five and a half months of our mental health campaign. Uh, and if you're in Romford today, head down to Romford Market. Havering Mind, Nelf, the CCG are all there encouraging people to have a chat about mental health and improve their well-being.
0: And if they buy a copy of the paper, your two's pictures are the first two in the list of all the pictures with the people holding the mind thing.
1: Yeah. So we'd like to see... All of our listeners, and uh, your listeners, and our readers as well, with their uh, eye yeah. mind. um
0: But people can see what you two look like.
2: Um, that will be a treat for them. <laughs> a
0: treat for them. <laughs> despite I encourage that, encourage
2: purchasing. I'm going to say. That? Despite that, please buy the
0: paper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Ben, anything to plug? What's happening in the Ben world?
3: Well, uh, next Monday we have a bit of an exclusive. We're looking into health in Havering uh, in general. We've had an interview with uh, the chair of Havering Health Watch, um, and this comes on the back of uh, the worst, second worst A and E figures in London for the B H R U T, which is our local hospital trust. So right. we'll go into more depth on that on Monday.
0: Look forward to it. Thank you very much for joining me for the local pay-per-view. See you again next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the local pay-per-view podcast. You can hear the next one live Fridays 2pm on Time 107.5.